Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 185 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the cookie creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, Putting the K in Magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back on Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Welcome, friends. (laughs) I am very, very, very deliberately, most consciously going to focus all of my energies into staying on topic and saying everything that I want to say here today without going too far off course. And before I get going here and head off on however many rambles will comprise the bulk of this show, as they so often do, let me clearly state that shadow work is magic. That's what we're talking about here today, the magic of shadow work. Shadow work is magic. Shadow work is perhaps the most magical magic I have ever encountered. If magic with a K, real magic, is all about creating change and conformity with your will, which I believe it is, and if it is true that what you change within must then, according to the laws of the universe, be reflected externally, which I also believe is true, it is the most powerful form of magic on the menu. It is about inner personal transformation that then changes everything in your exterior world, your relationships, your money, your entire situation. It is strong stuff. Shadow work is magic, period. If you've been practicing the law of attraction or straight up witchcraft while doing everything that you can on a mundane level to affect real change in your life, but you just keep getting in your own way or mysterious forces that seem beyond you seem to block your best effort, I'm going to guess that shadow work is the key that will finally unlock the transformation that you have been praying for. I sound like a preacher. (laughs) Shadow work for everybody. But when you find something that's powerful, when you find something that really, really works every single time, it's hard not to talk in an evangelical way about it. At least that's how I feel. I feel that shadow work is the magic that empowers every other form of magic and that it is the essence of know thyself. Know thyself. Know thyself, which is, I mean, one of the most ancient sayings of all time that we still say all the time, especially here in the magical community. And you may be a person, of course, who says, what are you talking about? Of course I know myself. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. I know myself. Don't tell me I don't know myself. How could I not know myself? (laughs) 
well, is like this. Have you ever noticed how easy it is to spot other people's issues or come up with solutions to other people's problems and how weird it is that they themselves cannot see what is so plainly laid out in full view? How can they not see what is so damn obvious? Yeah, I think we've all had experiences like that (laughs) with our best friends and our husbands and our sisters and our brothers and our mothers and coworkers. If you've ever felt that way, I have news for you. The reverse is also true. People are looking at you and saying the same exact thing. That is why I like to say that I am a mystery to myself. (laughs) And I really, really mean it. And if you're honest with yourself, you might see that you are too. You are a juicy, delicious mystery that is filled with intrigue and all kinds of interesting twists and turns. Your mind, if you dare to venture way back into its darkest corners with only the spark of curiosity to light your way, it is more entertaining than the world's greatest. It may ultimately turn out to be an unsolvable riddle it probably will (laughs) ultimately but boy is it fun trying it is so fun trying and for those of us who choose to go there there are so many clues laid out along the way and all kinds of rewarding aha moments you get many many rewards along the way so it may be unsolvable in terms of I am going to figure out every little nook and cranny of my shadow before I die. You may not, but you're going to learn a lot about it if you put your focus there. And it's going to, it's going to change your life in the most beautiful, liberating way. I truly believe that. That's why I'm talking like this. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to myself when I'm talking and I'm like, chill out, girl. Just chill out. (laughs) It's not that serious, but it is serious. I could just sit here arguing with myself about that all day long. It's serious, but it's not scary. And that is why despite a chorus of fearful and I think misguided warnings, I say shadow work is fun. I truly enjoy it. I do. I enjoy digging around in there. Maybe that makes me morbid. Maybe that makes me a chronic navel gazer. I don't know. I actually enjoy it, and I think that is fun. And I like to teach people shadow work in a way that is fun for them. I'm not out to make people have a complete breakdown. I want them to enjoy shadow work so that they keep doing shadow work. And for those of you who are new to my shtick or just shadow work in general for that matter, Let us quickly describe what the shadow is. The shadow, this could take up like 10 shows in a row. So I will try to say it in a nutshell. The shadow is the part of your subconscious mind that's comprised of all the rejected parts of yourself. It is made up of the bits and pieces of your psyche that have been deemed by your family of origin culture, society, and ultimately your own ego to be unacceptable. Therefore, they must be hidden, these aspects. They must be hidden and controlled 
and shoved into the darkness out of sight. And they usually get that way when you're very, very young. Not always, but most often I would say the shadow in a large, the large bulk of your shadow is created before you even know what's happening to you when you're very, very small. And those aspects get shoved so far out of, out of sight that oftentimes you've long forgotten that they were even there to begin with. But because these aspects are actually an integral part of who you are, they never really go away. And this is the, the key thing to know. They never stop creating your experience. Because every cell of your being is creative. You are magic. You were born to create. That is what you do, whether you're doing it consciously or, un or unconsciously. I would say the difference between a muggle and a witch is that a muggle is creating largely unconsciously, and a witch is creating deliberately their reality by doing things like shadow work, by working with the law of attraction, by doing magical spells, by learning to know that sales. Does that make sense? And the shadow, the shadow is why you sometimes create experiences and situations that you're not so proud of. That is why I'm proud to call myself a witch because a lot of people are scared of shadow work. A lot of people are scared of the word witch. A lot of people are scared of words like witchcraft. The way that I do magic is about personal liberation, and it's about shining a light into the shadow, and it's about what I just said. It's because I know that if I am not creating consciously, I'm creating unconsciously. And when I create unconsciously, I often don't like what I create. It embarrasses me sometimes <laughs> because the shadow. I hope that makes sense because I'm going to move on here because I really also, I hear the voices of, I hear these voices in my head. People that listen to me say things about shadow work and then they like to argue with me. So let me address that. I'm going to have to dig my heels in here by repeating something that always tends to raise some resistance in the witchy community. And that is this, shadow work is not dangerous. It might be painful if you choose to really, really dig in, but it's not dangerous. It's not going to hurt you. It's going to do the opposite. It's going to set you free. You're already hurting yourself. That's why you need shadow work. <laughs> People who paint shadow work as being dangerous. People who want to sell you a shadow work themed tarot reading or e-course or workshop with a warning that you need them to do shadow work because it can be so dangerous to venture into your into your own shadow on your own I think it's worth considering that they might just be trying to scare you into handing over your money or they themselves might be taught that they might have been taught shadow work that way I think a lot of people are taught that way unfortunately, in my opinion, and I suppose that is one way to go about it, but that is not my way. I prefer a much softer touch. My belief is that if you know what you're doing, or you're working with a teacher who knows what he or she is doing, shadow work will create relief 
and healing, and in some cases, outright joy and deep belly laughs. I have laughed my ass off doing shadow work many, many times. Because for one, I have a good sense of humor about myself. And when you're doing that kind of work and you see things, it's like these amazing aha moments where you really, really see who you are for the first time. And it might be kind of embarrassing, but it's also like, oh, my God, it's that laugh of self-recognition and also the laugh of freedom. Because, like, once you know, you know, and then you can choose differently. Um, When you know differently, you get to choose differently. It's like that. And a great teacher isn't going to shove you headfirst into your trauma. They're not going to do that to you. A great teacher, a gentle teacher, a kind teacher is never going to push you further than you're willing to go. And, if, and here's, for the sake of argument, if you're doing shadow work on your own, you can't see what you can't handle. So you're never going to go on your own further than you're able to go because you're basically blind to things that are really deep and scary to you. That's sometimes why people need the help of a therapist, um, a good therapist, a kind therapist, a gentle therapist. <laughs> but um, in my opinion, a great teacher of shadow work is going to teach you how to unravel the mysteries of your shadow One tiny thread at a time, starting with the threads that are hanging out most loosely on the surface. So I guess I'll just go with that analogy. I don't know why I started talking about thread. (laughs) Unraveling. I think that's what launched me into that. (laughs) Have you ever tried to unwind a giant knot of string? You don't reach into the core and start like wildly yanking away at it because that just makes it worse. That just makes the knot stronger. If, if you're smart, this is a really good analogy. (laughs) If you're, if you're smart, you start on the surface of the knot and start gently working at untangling the first thread that shows a bit of give. And then once you've got that untangled, you move on to the next with patience. Shadow work is like that. Another way to look at it is this. Plug your ears if you're sensitive to words. (laughs) Never grab your shadow by the pussy. (laughs) Never grab a woman by the pussy. Never grab your shadow by the pussy. All that's going to do is frighten it away. It's going to drive it further out of reach. And I'm sorry to use a little political shock value here to get your attention, but if I got your attention, it worked. Yay! (laughs) And I'm going to stick with that metaphor, actually, and take it out of the gutter. So let's talk about cats. Have you ever tried to befriend a scaredy cat, whether it's an abused cat or a feral cat or a homeless cat that does not trust people? Have you? I have. <laughs> I am a crazy cat lady, and I have four cats. We have a whole bunch of stray cats that hang around here, and there's something about a cat that I cannot resist. I am a fool. I will try. If there's a cat that's scared of me, I will go so far out of my way to try to win it over. So hopefully you've had an experience like this, and I'm not just, like, talking to my crazy cat lady self here. But if you've ever tried to befriend a scaredy cat, you can't just grab it. You can't just, like, take it home with you. It will run from you. It will bite you. Most likely it will scratch the hell out of you. The shadow can be like that, which might be why people say it's dangerous, but I don't recommend you go like grabbing some feral cat off the street. 
you're a dumbass if you do that. <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> um, you kind of like, I mean, it takes ultimate patience depending on, let's say, the shadow. Let's say it's a cat called Shadow, a pussy named Shadow. <laughs> um, it, it can take a lot of patience to earn trust, right? So you sit out there holding your hand out, all crouched down. You can do that day after day and the cat will just like kind of act like it's going to come over and give you a little bit of hope. And then at the last minute, it like slinks away. It's very frustrating. So then you put a little bit of cat food in your hand. You're like, I am laughing because I can't even tell you how many times I've done this so many times. Um, I can speed up the process, but it can be a really long process. So then you learn, oh, I better just put the food on the ground. And then you learn, oh, the cat ain't even going to eat the food if it sees me standing nearby. So you put the food on the ground and then you watch from the window. (laughs) And then pretty soon the cat's like, damn, that tuna's good. I like that lady. Oh, I like her. So it might actually ultimately let you stand nearby while it eats the food. And you ultimately build up trust. You build up trust. You build up trust until one day, if you've been super patient and kind, you've eased your way into an experience of trust with that cat, with Shadow the cat, uh, the cat might actually like purr and start like rubbing up against your legs and giving you some love. The shadow is like that. The shadow is like that. And all the rewards are along the way are like, oh my God, oh my God, he's letting me stand next to him while he eats his food. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, it's actually eating the food out of my hand. No way, the shadow is letting me bring it into my living room and put a collar around its neck. (laughs) Yes, success, it only took two and a half months. (laughs) Um, So why even bother if it takes all of that effort? Like, why? Why not just go adopt a cat from the pet store? Don't do that. Um, But just using our analogy, (laughs) because you don't have a choice. Like I said earlier, the shadow, it's not like a stray cat. They can be like, screw you, dude. I'm just going to go get a a nice cat. Screw you. You can just starve to death in the alley. It's not like that. Your shadow is a part of you part of you it's not going anywhere so if you don't bring it into the light like I said it will create your reality from a place of darkness and that can create all kinds of embarrassing hurtful and downright messy situations for both you and the people you love and beyond that it's about inviting the shadow out to play to share its gifts It's really fun when you finally win the trust over of that stray cat and then it starts playing with you and like knocking a ball around your living room and playing with the dangly thread and curling up on your lap when you're watching a romantic comedy late at night by yourself on the couch, which is something I know nothing about. That's the rewards of the shadow too. The shadow comes bearing gifts. That's why I named this episode the magic of shadow work. Magic is change. Magic is deliberate creation. And when you bring the shadow into the light, you transform it from an enemy into an ally. And it comes bearing gifts, awesome gifts. Because not everything that you or your family or your society or whoever, not everything that has been deemed unacceptable about you is a hindrance. Oftentimes it is pure 
gold. I'm going to give you an example here. Um, I could give you many, 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 many examples, but one actually comes to mind. Uh, so let's go there. Let's, say, let's, let's, let's do a masculine example, a boy. So it's like, it's like this. It's like the child, a child who learns to keep quiet, an outspoken child who learns to keep quiet because speaking up creates a violent reaction in his parents. That child may actually have some pretty important things to say. That child may actually like call it like he sees it, for example. <laughs> that child may be destined to be an advocate for the disenfranchised or powerful motivational speaker or a whistleblower of some kind. In fact, it might be his ability to see clearly and hit on those deep, painful truths of humanity, even when he is very, very small, that has his family punishing him into silence so vehemently because he's hitting on a family shadow. He's scaring the shit out of them, so they react in a violent way, and they scare him into being silent. He learns to control himself, at least around his family. He might have outbursts at school or with his friends. Um, he may still have outbursts even in his family, but at great cost. You know, he's punished for that. So when a child like that grows up, he may find himself getting into all kinds of trouble as an adult because of his mouth, because he always blurts out the wrong thing at the wrong time, hurting feelings, embarrassing him others, embarrassing himself and other people, and creating a disturbance in the, in the piece. And then every time he does that, he shames himself. He makes himself feel like shit. And he's like, what is wrong with me? Why did I do that again? And then he vows to keep his thoughts to himself. He vows that he's never going to do this again. It's a very, very painful experience every time he blurts something out like that. And it has such a negative reaction, but he can't seem to stop <laughs> because that part of him is insuppressible. It's determined to get out one way or another because it's who he is. It's how he came here. It's, it's who he was meant to be. It cannot be suppressed. It cannot be held down. And every time he tries to hold it down, he may make it for longer and longer stretches of time. But then when it like pops back up, it causes all kinds of problems. So those experiences, as he gets older, they may grow increasingly painful for him until at last he finally decides to do some shadow work and discovers that, lo and behold, this innate outspokenness is actually his greatest gift and that he can use it in a conscious, organized way to make the world a better place. So he does it in a conscious way. So instead of calling people out around the dinner table or freaking out at the grocery store, he joins Toastmasters and he learns how to be a powerful speaker. And then he starts, you know, working his way out into the world, speaking out about issues that are important to him, issues that tug on his heart and trying his best to make the world a better place. That is a perfect example of, you know, coal turning into a diamond 
or the things that we fear about ourselves actually being our greatest gift. And we all have something like that deep down inside. So I'm going to ask you right now to think about it. (laughs) Think about like where in your life have you been shamed into controlling yourself? Where in your life have you been shamed into being less than who you are? Where in your life do you repeatedly do the same thing over and over and over again, much to your humiliation or something that causes pain to the people around you, something that makes you feel bad about yourself? Is there any way that there might be a hidden gift in that? And how could you start flirting with that or thinking about that or exploring that? I am showing people one of the most fun, creative ways to do shadow work in the winter transition module of the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. It is the module that is in celebration of Halloween and Samhain and Day of the Dead, the time of year when the veil is at its thinnest. And uh, we get to explore the dark parts. It's when, you know, we're now thoroughly going down, down, down into the underworld. And symbolically, it's a great time to travel down into the shadows. I like to use art and creativity to do this kind of work. So if you're looking for kind of a hands-on way to do some of this work without freaking yourself out, (laughs) you might want to check that out. There's a group of us that do, it's a self-study course. If you don't know, I teach a program called the Wheel, uh, Psycho-Spiritual Wheel of the Year. It follows the Wheel of the Year, but from the perspective of where psychology and spirituality meet. It's what I'm always talking about here. That's really my take on magic. Magic for getting out of your own way. Magic for being your best self. Things like that. That's the kind of magic I'm interested in and... Um, I call it the psycho spiritual wheel of the year, which is like the goofiest mouth mouthful ever to say, <laughs> I might regret calling it that, but it is accurate. That is the kind of work that we do. So um, we kind of move through like every six weeks or so we do a new module. And this one is, it's a, it's a good one. It's a powerful one. So if you want to do that, uh, there's a link in the description here at blog talk radio, or you can just go to, Gum, as in chewing gum, <laughs> bubblegum, gumroad.com slash Joanna DeVoe. And that will bring up my little shop there. So just look for the module with the witchy bone lady on the cover. She's wearing a fetching black hat and holding a skull. And it's probably my favorite illustration in the series. I need to do some more illustrations. Um, my old business is all about illustration, but... This one, I use illustration in my business. Uh, I try to as much as I can, but I haven't drawn something in a long time, and I'm starting to get the itch again. But I spend so much time talking to you guys, which I love, so I guess I love that more. But I would like to draw some things. So what would you like me to draw? I ain't drawing an entire tarot deck. (laughs) I get requests for that all the time. You should do your own tarot deck. One, so many people are doing their own tarot deck right now. And two, you know, there's 78 cards in the tarot, in the tarot deck, right? <laughs> That's a lot of drawing. That's a lot of symbolism. So meh, probably not. 
uh, maybe just one new drawing. Any requests for a new illustration? And uh, until we meet again, thank you so much for listening to me ramble on about shadow work. I hope something I said here was helpful to you and have a great week, guys. Much love. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.